Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to Regularly Scheduled Programming, where we watch stuff and talk about it. I'm Joe. And I'm Ashley. And uh, what news do we have? Not much. Uh, We got a good one from our son's perspective. He was pretty happy about uh, Sonic 3 being announced with a release date of December 20th, 2024. I know, it seems so far away, but I feel like we'll be in the theaters watching that before we know it. Yeah, probably. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It seems like it might be a good time for them to... I think uh, there was hints that they were going to be introducing Shadow. Is mm-hmm. that his name? Yeah. Uh, especially considering that um, Jim Carrey announced that he is uh, essentially retiring from acting, I believe. Yeah, I know. I wonder how that's going to... I mean, I guess he's not going to be in him anymore, potentially. So. Yeah, probably. and it was Shadow. I believe that, that character like is a villain. Villain, yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm I mean, I'm excited, but I'm kind of it's kind of on the level of like being excited for your kid and also for you to experience something with them. <laughs> yeah. Um so another thing that I saw was Kung Fu Panda 4. Ooh. It will be released in 2024. Uh no specific date, but I mean, it's Kung Fu Panda. I like all three of them. We still haven't watched that new series. I know we need to. I think part of it is that, like, we want to watch it. Sometimes we're like, oh, do you want to watch this, Michael? And he's like, no. I think we should just watch <laughs> it. I think we should just watch it. We also, speaking of things that came out recently, or not, I guess. <laughs> we were not talking about anything that came out recently. Speaking of things we want to watch, um, that new Groot series, or the new Groot shorts oh, came yeah. out. We didn't watch those this week, No, we did not. Yeah, I mean, I like all of the Kung Fu Panda movies the first one was i was floored by how much i actually liked it yeah like i went into it i'm i I like jack black had a really good voice cast um so i went into it like oh this is gonna be funny and probably entertaining but like fight scenes are legit it's a good story yeah and yeah so i'm really looking forward to what they do that's a movie i feel like we revisit pretty often yeah I, i like watching it yeah it's funny and that that's really it for the news as far as what i saw yeah, I didn't um, I didn't see a whole lot of news. Again, my Twitter's kind of whatever. And then maybe entertainment news was being overshadowed by real world news. And so... Yeah, we don't need to go into that oh, here. Oh, well, we're not. I'm <laughs> just saying that like that all could also be why. Yeah. There wasn't... It didn't seem like there was that much news. There's just a lot going on in the world right now. Let's keep it light and move into... Uh, well, shoot. Usually we take a break now, but I think it's too soon to take a break. <laughs> Yeah, we could just go right into what we've been watching. All right, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I can go first. That way we'll you'll have plenty of time to do Reality Corner. 
I don't know if I have much of a reality corner this week, but you go ahead. Okay. Okay, so I watched a few things this time, actually. So, well, I'll actually be able to say a little bit of something. Uh, first thing it is, I started making my way through the Predator catalog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not gotten up to Prey yet, but that's the only one that I have left to watch. And revisiting the original and Predator 2, which are the ones in the franchise that I've seen the most, I'm not going into Alien vs. Predator or Alien vs. Predator Requiem, I think was the sequel. Um, Just the main Predator titles. Predator 1 and Predator 2 still hold up to me as just a good sit back and watch chaos ensue kind of movies. You know, they're pretty far-fetched a little ridiculous but at the end of the day it's still just a really good entertaining time predators and the predator which i think this was my second time seeing predators and my first time seeing the predator Mm -hmm. predators is still good it very much has it definitely has the vibe of like the first and the second it's a bit of a different premise in this one um whereas humans from earth are picked up and taken to this planet where they're hunted um yeah and it's it's good it doesn't hit the same way the others do but i mean it's entertaining the one that is i feel like the most specific to its time frame or when it was made is the predator Mm -hmm. that movie is super 2018 yeah yeah um Explosions. Well, or... no, it's just like I don't. It's hard to like articulate. <laughs> Siri decided to chime in. <laughs> um, it's hard to articulate what it is about it that makes it just has that feel to it. Mm-hmm. And like they were doing a thing in the movie where uh, the main character's son is on the spectrum. And they, uh, Olivia Munn is in it and she makes a comment about like, some people believe that, um, autism is actually the next stage in human evolution. And, but like, and I'm like, okay, cool. I see what they're doing. You know, not necessarily like not trying to like stigmatize or anything like people with autism and stuff like that. But then she's cracking jokes about it. So at one point they're like running through a school and the kid's having a bit of an issue, you know, and he's not like. You know, I don't know much about autism, but I do know that there are varying degrees of like, I don't want to say functionality, but like how they interact with the world. Some um, some people with autism, you know, loud noises get to them and they kind of lose the ability to function in general and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like so they're going through the school running from one of the predators and the kid's having a bit of a moment. And she's like, can you tell your son to keep his psychoses in check or something like that or tone down the psychoses? And I'm like, for someone who is just touting like you know some people believe it's the next stage in evolution as like it's a good thing it's a pro it's progress you know it's different way for the brain to you know deal with information and whatnot and all this kind of stuff but then to crack a joke about it seems like a failure on the part of the writers (laughs) it just it's it's a it's a weird thing like not saying it would be okay if it happened because it still wouldn't be okay to poke fun at it in my opinion but like having the same character make both those comments to me is it's weird yeah i agree it's not it's almost like they lost the character for a moment yeah or they brought in you know maybe the guy was maybe the writer was sick one day and they brought in a sub to crank out a few pages (laughs) (laughs) 
but I mean, it's still entertaining. It, you can definitely tell that they were gearing up to do some kind of long running uh, franchise. Okay. Which obviously doesn't seem like it panned out because they their next step was to do Prey, which is going back in time, which still hearing really great things about it as a movie in yeah. and of itself. Well, you should be able to watch that sometime this week and report yeah. back. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it just because I've heard so many people talking about it. Um, but yeah, so that was my little stroll down Predator Lane. It was entertaining. Okay. That first one is still just, I mean, it's an Arnold, it's an 80s Arnold movie. Yeah. Like, that's some of the most iconic stuff from the 80s. And it's just, it it's good. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I watched was I watched the first two episodes of The Sandman on Netflix. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So this is a show based on a comic that came out, I think, in like the mid to late 80s yeah by neil gaiman yes Mm -hmm. and it's a trip so the premise is the main character is dream he is one of i think they refer to them as like the endless Mm -hmm. which is a class of being i guess that would encompass like death okay uh, he actually, I think death, he actually refers to death in some of the other ones. I don't remember who all the endless are, but as his siblings. Okay. So what happens is he rules over the realm of dreams. He creates dreams and nightmares, I guess. And, you know, I'm not fully sure. I'm not sure I'm 100% grasping all of the little in, um, the specifics about it just yet. Uh-huh. But so what happens is he gets, um, he goes out to try to, I think, capture and bring back a nightmare that has come into the real world. Okay. And while he's out, somebody is trying to summon death and uh, imprison death in order to force, try to force death to bring back his dead son. Hmm. Well, dream is who ends up getting captured and they lock dream away for like, they say a century, but I don't know if the, I don't know how the math works out on that exactly with what we're shown. Maybe I'm just looking too hard at it, but a century. Well, while Dream is imprisoned, his kingdom is falling to pieces and being abandoned. Uh, While he's imprisoned, his tools, I think they refer to them as, um, also get taken. It's a bag of sand, Mm -hmm. a ruby, or maybe they just refer to it as a gem. I don't know, Uh, but it looks like a ruby and his helm, which is actually really cool because it looks like a um, a gas mask. Okay. But where the filter would go in the front, it looks like a spine. Interesting. So um, he ends up getting out after this period of time, and it seems like the show is setting up for like a know, kind of like a quest deal where he's going to retrieve his tools. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, so far it's really good. It's it's kind of a slow pace so far, um, but it's interesting. It's visually stunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm interested to watch some more. I purposefully chose not to watch. Um, You're not binging it. Yeah, I am sticking to one or two episodes a week, I think. Draw it out, especially since we don't have a lot of other stuff to watch right now. Yeah, let's touch on that a little bit because I know that you and I talked about it off pod. Um, I think that we're both kind of of the mind that like these shows that come out that we can binge uh, like all at once, like maybe we're going to drag them out a bit. So it gives us something to talk about, gives us time to like ruminate on things that could happen. 
may yeah. happen. Yeah, and also, you know, the reason we decided to do a podcast is because we would watch something and mm-hmm. have a conversation about it and enjoy it. Yeah. Well, if, you know, if a whole show drops on like Netflix or something and we binge the whole thing, we have one conversation. Yeah, Whereas exactly. if it's a 10 episode series or season, yeah. we can have potentially 10 conversations about it, but they're yeah. more specific to the episodes. Yeah. And I, um, I went ahead and told you to watch this cause I wasn't a hundred percent sure how I was going to feel about it, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm keeping, I'm going to keep listening to you talk about it and go from there and decide if I want to maybe touch back on it and then I'll have something to talk about. See, so all you, of my shows are getting ready to start again. So I thought you were just throwing me a bone so I'd have something to talk about on my own. Well, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's it. That's all I watch. Still, um, still spending a lot of my free time reading. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because like I've also been I fin- finally finished a book I've been trying to read or trying to finish, and then uh, spending a lot less time on my phone. And honestly, it's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we should start doing a uh, section of the uh, of each episode where we talk about what we're reading. Although mine's really not interesting because it's not like I read stuff where stuff happens. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, hey, you know, I'm all about that life. <laughs> because we could like have like before the news, we could talk about what's been going on in our lives in the last week. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, with a lot more shows getting ready to start up, I'm sure we'll be getting back to those uh, extremely long uh, episodes. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for me. Do you want to go into reality corner? Well, I was thinking about maybe taking a break now and then we could go into what I watched and then what we watched together. Okay. Then we'll be right back. Hopefully, uh, and hopefully there's an ad. Hopefully, we're still do we're still trying that. It seems like ads show up for me for the most part every time. I have no idea what's going on for other people, so yeah. we have to get some feedback for that. <laughs> okay, so we'll be back. Uh, well, for us, it'll be a few minutes. For everybody listening, it will be instantaneous or like thirty seconds, I guess, if there's an D- ad there. Depending, yeah. All right. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. And we're back. Uh, so what I watched. So I did watch some reality TV this week. Um, I watched, I finished Bachelor season 22, which was Ari's season, which doesn't mean anything to you. Nope. <laughs> um, but basically, so his season was kind of like a touchstone season for a lot of people. And uh, a lot of people watched it, number one, because he was... He was a bachelor that was on a season of The Bachelorette that was like several years before he became The Bachelor. And I believe from what I can gather at the time, he kind of became a bachelor out of like they didn't he kind of came out of nowhere. Like I said, in terms of like usually they pull The Bachelor from a recent season and he was not from a recent season. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing about Ari is that at the end he picks this woman named Becca Kufrin, who she eventually becomes the bachelorette, which tells you that they did not end up working out. And so what happened is he, he picks Becca and over this girl, Lauren, and 
he doesn't know if he made the right decision kind of thing. And I guess, like, they aired their whole breakup live on TV. Um, like, they had, like, a split screen with two. So they do these things after after a bachelor. Oh, okay. so in the after. Yeah, so after the bachelor or bachelorette wins the season, like, if they pick a ring winner, they call them, or they pick someone to stay with. Um, they get what they call happy couple weekends, which is where the show pays for them to go to a location and isolate for several days so they can be together while the show is either not yet airing or still airing. So like they can spend time together, uh, but not spoil the show. Yeah. So during one of these happy couple weekends, um, Ari breaks up with Becca and they were there. The show is there to record this breakup. And it's like at one point, well, the whole time it's split screen. You can see he has a camera and she has a camera. And the camera's following her and the camera's following him. And it's like this long, drawn out, like 20 to 30 minute breakup scene. Essentially, it's like it was it was wild. Like there was a point where I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing at the time I was watching this. And I was just full on like, I cannot believe what I am seeing right now. And like judging by some like I was looking up some past like reactions to the show when this was happening and um it seems like everybody at the time also felt the way that I felt like holy shit I can't believe this is happening and um at the end um you find out that he gets back together with this girl Lauren uh because he still loved her and basically he just made the wrong decision and I mean here's the thing like I don't a lot of people were really mad at least he didn't get married to Becca, you know, they, yes, they were engaged. Yes. I'm sure it was traumatizing and embarrassing for Becca, but at the end of the day, I mean, at least he, at least he figured it out before it went too far, you know? Um, and then, um, during the, after the final rose at that point, they had, uh, Ari and Lauren had been together for several months. And, uh, so he actually ends up proposing to Lauren during the after the final rose, which is like their after show they do, which was kind of like, eh, maybe not because like Becca's right there. But Becca ends up becoming the bachelorette the next season. Um, she does end up engaged, but Becca's story is wild, too, because Becca ends up engaged as the bachelorette. And she's with the guy she picked for, I think, at least a year. And they break up and then she ends up going on Bachelor in Paradise and falling in love with someone else. And now they're engaged actually she proposed to him so that was that was wild so I was kind of excited to watch Ari's season because I kind of the one thing about like because I didn't start watching The Bachelor until The Bachelorette um, Hannah Brown season and I've kind of gone back and like well you know like I started calling I've started collecting seasons as they come out like on the first of every month I check where the streaming services where I know they put The Bachelor and um, sometimes I get lucky and I find a season I did not watch before. And Ari's season was one that I've been waiting for um, because I knew, like, it was kind of a big deal. It's kind of like like a pillar season. Um, it has a lot of people that I already know uh, from watching, like, various Bachelors in Paradise. And I knew who Becca Kufrin was and a couple of his contestants I know. So... 
anyway, that's Ari season. It was kind of <laughs> wild. <laughs> and then I think I said last week that they had they do a Bachelor in Paradise season one on Hulu, and I thought I hadn't watched it, but I started watching it, and I was like, no, I've definitely watched this. So, um, no more Bachelor watching like no more seasons of the bachelor to watch other than the current bachelorette season that's running and um hopefully in september maybe there'll be a new one somewhere otherwise Mm. i'll just watch whatever i think uh the new bachelor in paradise starts airing sometime i meant to send you that they they announced a release date and i don't remember what it was but Anyway, for, for a second, I forgot yeah. that we do like news with release dates and stuff like that. When you said you were going to send it to me, I was like, why would you send me that? <laughs> well, it's really funny because the ad they posted for this season's Bachelor in Paradise, it has um, it has two penguin. Hold on. I'm going to look this up real quick, if you don't mind. So we might have to cut out a little bit of uh, of silent time. But it was just so just, just ramble while you look. Yeah, it that's was what I do. When so I get on my funny phone. to me this post because they're definitely leaning into the fact that they know like this is bachelor in paradise is more of like the joke like the joke show um they embrace what they are yeah they embrace what it is and so the where hold on sorry i thought it was here but i don't know where it went did they delete the whole thing hold on well, sidebar, sidebar, while you're looking that up, we decided just moments before we uh, started recording today that we're going to try to be more active on the social media for the show. Yes. You know, posting pictures, maybe like title cards of things that we're watching and stuff like that. So if anybody does listen to this on a regular basis and you're actually interested, go follow our social media accounts. Uh, it'll probably mostly be Instagram and Twitter. Sure. Uh, we've kicked around some ideas uh, for stuff to throw up on TikTok, but we're just not sure. So yeah, the social medias are all down in the description for the podcast. So I'd like to do something with TikTok too, but I just don't really know how to figure yeah, it I out. Yeah, I went over that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was busy looking at my phone looking for this. Okay. So it's, I'm showing Joe. It's a picture of two flamingo inflatables and one is mounting the mounting other. The other. And, from behind no less yes and the subtitle it's bachelor in paradise subtitle everyone's down to flock <laughs> and it was just to me it's just so funny because like they would never do that with one of the the bachelor or the bachelorette but bachelor in paradise it's just and it is kind of like a funny show it's just like a, a bunch of people um from the different seasons and uh, but it's also kind of like, oh, so it's okay then? Because they've kind of, I don't want to say slut-shamed contestants in the past for these kinds, for that kind of thing, but they kind of have. I'm not so, surprised. People are dumb. Yeah, it's interesting that they're embracing that a bit. Um, so yeah, the new special art season continues to be weird. I don't, I thought when they announced that they were doing two, two bachelorettes, I was really excited because I really liked one of the, one of the girls they chose specifically Gabby. And I also liked Rachel and I was like, this could be really interesting depending on how they do it. And they are really fucking it up. Like no one's getting enough time. Like according to, um, reality, Steve did this big spoiler post about, winners and apparently they're both happily engaged and i'm just like i don't see how they barely see these guys they barely have dates 
Uh, if, if they do, they're not showing them on TV. Mm-hmm. The way they're editing the show is they're, like, constantly pitting the girls against each other, even though they say they're not, but they they are. Um, just in, like, the way they edit things, like, Rachel will be, like, really unhappy and crying because, like, the guys aren't paying attention to her. And they'll, like, cut and show Gabby what with a Rachel voiceover of her getting along with her guys and being, you know, getting that attention and stuff. And it's just... I'm very disappointed because I thought it was going to be more like Joe Millionaire when they had the two guys and like it really seemed like they had that down. And yes, it's different shows, different production companies, Mm -hmm. all that. It's just it's not what I expected. And to be honest, I hope they do not do it again because The Bachelor clearly does not know. The Bachelor franchise clearly doesn't know how to handle two contestants. Um, Other than that. I just finished Drag Race season four. Um, not a whole lot to say about it, really. And I, I watched Celebrity Drag Race that started this week. And so Celebrity Drag Race. Yeah, so they take celebrities and they put them in drag. And then they have them like, they basically all they're doing is they show them getting into drag. And then um, they come out, the celebrities come out and like lip sync to a song that they choose. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, uh, at the end, one of them gets voted off for being not as so good. It's as Drag Race, but it's yeah, kind of celebrities. Yeah, kind of. Well, Drag Race has like more competitions okay. than just like the ultimate dress up and lip sync okay. thing. Um, but for sure, I know Kevin McHale from Glee is one of the contestants, and AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys is one of the contestants. And Kevin McHale is from Glee. Did I say that already? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I did also guess that Loretta Devine was one of the contestants. And she was the one that got voted off this week. Okay. So um, I really like it. I think it's fun. I don't know who all of the other contestants are. I have a couple guesses, but I don't know for sure. So so you, so the part of the show is that you don't know who yes. is in drag. Yes. Okay. And I assume some, it, so it's it's like uh what's that show uh Mass Singer. Yeah. Yeah, it is okay. kind of like the Mass Singer in a way. Um but like it's it's I didn't realize there were going to be female contestants and there's nothing wrong I will say up front. I don't think there's anything wrong with a woman dressing in drag. What I think is funny is it's like these women are actors, professionals and they go to like award shows and stuff like that. And so seeing them in drag isn't that much different than seeing them dressed up for like an award show or something. Mm-hmm. So like Loretta Devine, I knew her. She was right away. I'm fairly certain another girl from Glee is also on the show. I'm not 100% sure though. And like there's a couple others I have guesses on, but I'm not sure. Maybe next week's episode will kind of clue me into who they mm-hmm. are. But yeah, I mean, I don't watch The Masked Singer anymore. Um, so maybe... Why'd you stop watching The Masked Singer? I don't know. It just got like, I can't explain why it got boring, but I felt like they were trying, the whole show is gimmicky, right? Yeah. It's a gimmick. But I felt like they were making it too gimmicky, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Nah, I'm not, I'm not following you. It might make sense, but. Well, like I, so I guess what it boils down to is I don't exactly remember the reason why I was like, I don't know. Was if it this getting show like too over anymore. the top? Yeah, I was getting a little too over the top. And it's like, I just, I just want to watch the people sing and try to guess who they are, mm-hmm. you know? And I felt like they were trying to do too much or like bring too much into it. Okay. Um, 
I was just curious. But yeah, I mean, I don't have any ill will towards the show. I don't hate it or anything. I just don't watch it anymore. Um, let's see. Other than that, I mean, I watched John Oliver. I watched United Shades of America, but I don't have that much to say about that. That wouldn't delve into a whole political discussion that we don't even want to go into. <laughs> so, um, let's get into what we watched this week together. So not much here either, but. Well, real quick though, I did want to say, so Big Bang Theory, because we're uh-huh. rewatching that. So we finally have Will Wheaton. Oh, Yeah. And the same in the same episode where Will Wheaton is introduced, Bernadette is also introduced, which I had forgotten that they were in the same first episode together. Oh, okay. And also now we have Amy as a part of the show, which she's one of my favorite characters in the whole show. Yeah. So I was really excited to see her again. Okay. And that's that's it for Big Bang Corner. <laughs> so uh, first thing we watched together was a new series that I actually just heard about from watching. Um, well, I, I watch uh, Fat Man Beyond, which is Kevin Smith's um, pot. It started off as a podcast. Now it's more of a live show that they mm-hmm. put on YouTube. I don't even I, I would assume that he still released it, released releases it on his podcast network. But uh, it's him and uh, Mark Bernardin. Mm hmm who I really love his, his really great insight and opinions on things. And they tend to uh, fall in line with the way I think it's just, he's way better at articulating it than I am. Yeah. Um, But they were talking about, well, Kevin, Kevin Smith was talking about this show, Paper Girls. Yeah. Which is on Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. It's set in the mid eighties, I think. 19, the first episode, it, it gave a title card and it said November 1st, 1988. Okay, so yeah, uh, set in eight, 1988, and it's about, okay, so it's about a group of four, um, I'm assuming teenage girls, or at mm-hmm. least early teens, yeah. uh, who are paper girls. They deliver papers. Yeah. Um, if anybody uh, under the age of like 25 is listening to this, <laughs> a paper is short for newspaper, <laughs> and we used to get them delivered to our door. Uh, if you paid, yeah, uh, by paper boys slash paper girls, yes. So, um, it's the morning after Halloween. Yeah, they call it Hell Day. Yeah, and these four girls are going around delivering their papers, and they get wrapped up in some crazy shit. We've only watched the first episode so far. Yeah, this this goes back to us not binging things, so we're we're keeping it to one episode a week, unless. Something crazy happens and we're like, we have to know what happens next. Well, well, I guess I mean, something one, crazy did yeah, kind of happen. So <laughs> the end of the episode, well, towards the end of the episode, uh, one of the characters gets accidentally shot. Yeah. And um, I think it was. It was a new girl. There's Aaron, Tiff, Mac and KJ. Was it Aaron? I think it's Aaron, yeah. Yeah, Aaron. Uh, She gets accidentally shot because, like, the sky's turning purple. Uh, You know, it's the 80s, so they're thinking nuclear attack and stuff like that. I think it's the Russians. Yeah, (laughs) and so they hunker down in Max. Max's house. Max's house. Mm -hmm. And she goes and gets a gun, and they're wrestling over it because they, you know, don't want her to have the gun. And Aaron ends up getting shot, and she passes out. And then she wakes up and she's in some place, some room that looks completely new to the show. And it, without going beat by beat, it's really hard to explain. Nevertheless, what ends up happening is we find out 
that they are in the same town where they started, but they are, it's got to be at least it's like 20, 20. It's 2019. I think there, it, it was like it, on a calendar oh. or something on the fridge. Uh, so they have time traveled to 2019 and mm-hmm. they go to Aaron's house after she's been healed. Like they did something to her and the gunshot wound is just gone. But they go to well, her no, house. It was those, um, the people, the people. And they had these little, like these little like bugs or something were on her. They were like, look like iridescent bugs. Yeah. It was weird. It, it's yeah, it's wild. But so they go to her house and her from 2019 is still living in that house and they come face to face. And that's kind of where the episode ends. Yeah. But so, yeah, it, this is apparently now look, I know there are a lot of parallels you could probably draw to stranger things yeah um, it had it had um you know it's set in the 80s it's you know really, it had a vibe it's really far out there sci-fi yeah uh, the one thing i will say and i don't know when it came out but paper girls is based on a comic yes um i don't know when the comic came out so i don't know which came first i don't think it matters which came first because mm-hmm. you know it's not like stranger things has a lock on crazy shit happening in the 80s Yeah, so it says, Wikipedia says that uh, the series began publication on October 7th, 2015 and concluded on July 31st, 2019. And uh, it's actually, if I could interject, it's written by Brian K. Vaughn, who uh, wrote one of my favorite graphic novel series, which is um, Why the Last Man. Um, R.A.P. to that show. It was not ever given a good enough chance. (laughs) Yeah, so paper girls it looks like this is going to be ridiculous and out there and i think we're both 100 percent here for it yeah it looks really awesome um i also really like seeing um ali wong as like an Mm -hmm. act like i enjoy her as an actress and the things that i've seen her act in um and so i'm kind of excited to see her in this role uh, she plays the adult version of Aaron, and it looks like from the preview that we might get adult versions of the other yeah. characters as well. Um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah. So it's Aaron, Tiff, Mac, and KJ. Yeah. So from we remember, I remember to write down the characters this time. <laughs> from from what Kevin Smith was saying about the show, mm-hmm. um, and you know that he doesn't get into a whole lot of specifics, but I got the vibe that. You know, while all this crazy stuff is happening with time travel and apparently there is um, an episode where they are in like a Super Sentai style giant fighting robot or something. So, yeah, looking forward to that. But it seems like the show actually has a lot of heart. And the vibe I was getting is it definitely maybe I think maybe it's something because like, you know, these these girls are early teens. And even for early as a you know, I was an early or I was a teenage boy. That's a time in your life where you are really trying to figure some shit out about yourself, yeah. you know, and I kind of get the vibe that maybe their interactions with their older selves is going to help them on that path. Yeah. I mean, look, as a teenage, as someone that was once a teenage girl myself, if if 37 year old me right now could reach back into 13 year old me, there is a lot of shit that I could would tell myself, like, don't. Don't stress the small stuff. It's so funny because, like, as a side note, like, when adults will tell you, like, you feel like your teenage years are, like, the biggest and best years of your life or whatever. And I think, like, people do kind of reinforce that idea. Like, your teachers will tell you everything you do here takes you into 
your next well, life essentially whereas like for me i don't feel like the best years of my life started until my mid-20s and i look back at my teenagers being like what the hell <laughs> well yeah it's it's a weird thing because as a teenager you're constantly told um you know how important those years are like especially when it comes to things like school and figuring out your future and all this kind of stuff but the second at least f- for me and i i believe you but the second you start expressing a feeling about something it's oh you're just a kid you don't know what you're talking about yeah exactly about yet. it's like well and it's then, like well if, then what am i am i making life decisions or am i not yeah exactly and like really you have so many big feelings and you're like you said you're constantly being treated like a kid but you're being told to make decisions like an adult i really hope we do better for michael <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so one of one of the things that I always bring up about the transition from child to adulthood, mm-hmm. um, and this is how it, it was for us where we went to school. Yeah. But for us, it's you go from having to ask someone's permission to use the restroom mm-hmm. one day and then pretty much the next day being told, all right, figure out your life. Yeah. You're an adult now, you know, yeah. get a job, support yourself, go to school, make a decision that's going to affect the It's like... You kind of, it, it's a, it's a weird thing. Well, then if, if your, if your families like ours aren't in a position to facilitate mm-hmm. your entrance into the next beyond, essentially like the next phase of your life, you are very much like, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do I do now? But anyway, getting back to the show specifically, the like show, yeah. it, I got the vibe that I'm thinking, you know, a lot of their interactions with their older selves is going to play a part in them figuring out their lives and themselves. Yeah. Because you can definitely see some, um, some characterization with all of these characters, you know, like KJ, uh, appears to be from a very wealthy family. Yes. And is expected to perform certain things as a wealthy, uh, as the child of a wealthy family should, you know, go to these formal gatherings, yeah, act she, a certain actually, way. Actually, they must be 13 because she's getting ready to do her bar, her bar mitzvah. I think it's a bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah for her, yeah. yeah. The, bar, the bat um, mitzvah. But she, like, she's riding around um, delivering her papers and she has a field hockey stick on her back. So mm-hmm. it seems like she's very much not that uh, formal gown kind of girl. Well, that so I will just say she's not a girly girl. Mm-hmm. kind of into hockey i'm getting kind of a vibe from her i'm not exactly sure if we're supposed to or if maybe she's just supposed to be a tomboy and her parents don't approve either way would not be surprised if we get like in her future she might have like a wife or a girlfriend or something mm-hmm. that's just the kind of vibe i'm getting from her character yeah um and then so mac comes from an obviously less than stellar home life yeah it kind of seems like her parents might be drug addicts alcoholics Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely on the lower income spectrum. And she definitely appears to put up a very strong exterior. Yeah. And, you know, if this plays into that trope, it, you know, that kind of character, that kind of character trope typically means that there is a whole lot of emotion yep. just boiling beneath the surface. Yeah. I think she could be the most complex, even though I think we're. Obviously, we're kind of supposed to be focusing on Aaron because we've already seen her future self. Mm-hmm. I really do think it's Mac that's going to have the most character growth. Uh, yeah, Aaron uh, seems like the type of character where she feels like all the responsibility is on her. Yeah, she's a first generation American. 
yeah, her mother speaks little to no English. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it definitely, like I said, it feels like she feels like the response, like all the responsibility is on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other girl's name? Tiff. Tiff. So she seems to be really responsible. She seems to be very driven. Yeah. Driven. Um, it seems like she has aspirations to be a doctor and is on a very early track to mm-hmm. uh, accomplish that as quickly as possible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, so far I like all of the characters. Me too. And like, there is a small part of me that like, it's kind of like how I felt with The Walking Dead. Like I when we started watching this show, I started getting the graphic novels mm-hmm. and like reading and stuff like that. And there is a very small part of me that wants to do this too. But I also don't want it to... Um, Color your interpretation of the show. Yeah, whereas, like, I mean, if... So if we watch through season one and we find out they're doing a season two, then I could be like, okay, maybe I'll just read up to see the end of season Mm -hmm. one or something. But I definitely don't want to look into it right now because I'm I'm enjoying it and I'm glad that we decided to only watch one episode a week because it kind of gives us something to look forward to watching Mm -hmm. and talking about on the podcast. But yeah, so, like, it, it definitely seems like a show that is... I, I look at it kind of like everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Whereas it's drawn you in with spectacle. Yeah. But it's going to be really good storytelling and characterization that keeps your interest. Yeah, I think so too. And potential giant super sentai fighting robots. Which I didn't even know about, so that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay, so yeah, Paper Girls. Uh we're only one episode in, but I think we would both recommend it. Definitely. At least at least give the first episode a try, I yeah. think. Uh, so then the last thing that we watched, um, the, we only had two things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission movie finally has been dubbed and released here in America. America. And so we watched, we bought and watched that movie, uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Two days ago? No, Saturday. I don't know. The days bleed. Either way. Days bleed together. Um. Anyway, um. What did you think? So I, I definitely like it. I felt like, so, and I told you this, like, so, you know, we've seen all, th- I think there's only three, but we've seen the three, at least English dubbed My Hero movies. Mm-hmm. The first one, which I do not remember the name of, is extremely good. Really great fight scenes, a good story. Second mm-hmm. one, fight scene, the final battle scene is fucking top tier shonen anime. Like, oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. Um, it gets to the point where it's Midoriya or Deku and Bakugo who are fighting the uh, main villain and it looks like it's not going to work out. And Deku, um, in a, as a last stitch effort, gives Bakugo all for one. Yeah. Or one for all, sorry. One for, one for all, all, yeah. Um, and then they both, you know, which amps up bakugo's power and they go just balls to the wall hog wild on the dude uh just absolute spectacle amazing um amazing uh, effects. effects and fight scenes and stuff it's just it's so cool this third one i i i think i like the story of this third one the most yeah but the final battle um, I always look for those to progress in this kind of series and movie situation. It felt like it came in second to uh, the pre- the previous movie. It's still yeah. extremely good. 
to me, I, I understand that it's anime. And part of this kind of anime is like really flashy, lots of movement, etc. Mm-hmm. But it felt like they really relied on that a lot more than in the last movie. Um, like a lot more going on all at once. Mm-hmm. And so like, I and I, I definitely felt like it wasn't dragged out necessarily. But I definitely felt like at one point there was like, there was just too much going on at the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes I couldn't quite keep up. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, like you said, like, I love the story. Yeah. Um, so the story is about this essentially cult uh, called Humorize um, that doesn't believe that. What do they call them? So they believe that the that those who are quirked. Quirks, have quirk yeah. those who have quirks are diseased disease yeah and eventually there's this theory that um the quirks like, will mutate essentially and like be too big for people to handle and they'll like go out of control yeah so even in this series they've <laughs> talked about the uh i can't remember specifically what it's called but i'm just gonna call it the quirks the quirk doomsday theory I think that is what it's uh, called. It's very similar to that. But basically, it's, you know, the first quirk that manifested was a baby who could glow, essentially. It was The baby was a light bulb. Yeah. And as the generations have progressed with people with quirks intermingling with other people with quirks, the uh, power of the quirks has grown exponentially. And yeah. the theory is that eventually humanity is going to get to a point where the powers of the quirks are so grand that they will not be able to be controlled and it will cause some kind of doomsday or apocalypse. Which I will say that they've kind of been showing that a little bit in a couple characters, like um, that girl that they rescue that doesn't know how to, she has trouble Ari, controlling yeah. her part. Yeah. She's a little bit of trouble, con- trouble controlling her powers. In, in um, defense there of are her, reasons though, for that. Yeah. She was never taught how, but correct. But what I'm saying is yeah. that is kind of a very small piece of what they're talking about. Well, yeah. And I mean, even just look at like, um, even the, with the main characters, yeah, you know, um, so in this movie, they brought in Todoroki and he had a much more prominent role in this movie than he in did. any of the other movies. And he's a great character and a classic and a very good representation of what this doomsday theory is talking about, because his father married his mother and they had children. They, I think they call it a quirk marriage. Quirk marriage, yeah. Because his father is, was the number two hero, now the number one hero. Mm-hmm. And the whole goal, his father's whole goal was to have a child whose power was even surpassing his so he could raise yeah. the most powerful hero. Yes. Um, to the point where he ignored his other children. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's really sad. The whole psychological thing on that one. But like, yeah. I love the character of Todoroki. He's great. Yeah. Uh, I wish he would put a little effort into his uh, hero costume, though. Yeah. His but hero he's suit. Just, he, his whole character is very much like... He just doesn't seem to care, man. He he's just kind of laid he, back. He knows what he's capable of, and he knows that that's all he needs to be worried about. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like the story is really good. So the humorize creates. Uh, I think they call it trigger. And the trigger is the stuff that the they inject. The the enhancement. Oh, okay. What they created was a bomb, essentially. Yeah, but I thought it dispersed trigger which oh, caused yeah, the yeah it caused the it caused it causes quirks to um mutate not necessarily mutate but like it increases their power yeah and it does so to a cert, to a level that it kills the person with the quirk essentially or does something to them to well, render mean, them useless 
Well, yes, the bomb. Trigger in general doesn't necessarily do that. It's probably a dosage thing. Yeah, so Trigger in general, from what we've seen, and you do see a little bit in this movie, is that it basically increases their quirk. Mm -hmm. Like, there was these... Was it... It was two, right? Mm -hmm. There was two guys who had, like, these, like, razor arms. Arms, tentacle things, Tentacle things, and then they they take Trigger, or they trigger themselves, (laughs) and they're teeth the arms flail out get, super they long get and their, crazy, their yeah. teeth get all raised oh my god it's so gross <laughs> but so their goal the, their plan was essentially lure the world's greatest heroes to these specific locations looking for these bombs so they could then set off the bombs getting rid of the world's most powerful heroes yeah and of course our three teenage uh um I don't want to say wannabe heroes because that makes them sound less than, but like aspiring heroes, that's aspiring the word I'm looking heroes, for. Aspiring heroes, yeah. Um, are the only ones who have the thing that can stop the bombs. Of course. So they go after the the main villain who is actually really cool because, so his name is Fleck Turn. Yeah. And his quirk, the funny thing about Humorize also is like, it seems like all of them have fucking quirks, even though they're like, you know, quirks are a disease or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's really weird. So, the main the the ringleader of this thing his quirk is that anything like delivered unto him he reflects and returns in equal power yeah and the one thing i will say about the final fight scene is for the majority of it it's really cool to see this villain who literally just has to stand there yeah and while deku is trying to beat him up is getting beat up himself because the villain's quirk is to just reflect everything that's thrown at him. Yeah. So it's, it's actually a really ominous kind of setting and I get why it's maybe a little toned down compared to uh, the previous one, but it does send its very own message. Um, Well, there's this character. I didn't write down his name, but they come in contact with him. He's like, he's basically a thief. Rody soul. Rody soul. Yeah. He, he's basically a thief. A uh, very poor. His he thinks that his dad abandoned abandoned them to abandoned them Humorize. to join Humorize, but you find out later that he was actually kidnapped by Humorize and forced to make these bombs, and then they ended up killing him. Um, and he is helping the heroes. He mm-hmm. and um, he does have a quirk, which we don't know until close to the end. There's this little bird that's with him, um, and it, it reveals his true feelings. Yeah. Essentially, so it, it's actually kind of cool because at one point, you know, you see the bird kind of disappear, like because the kid he basically dies. dies. Yeah, he almost yeah. dies, um, but he is actually the one who ultimately ends up saving the day with this little key that you can put into. Yeah, it disables. The main, the yeah, it disables the bombs. But yeah, so like I said, I I, I think this one is my favorite story. Yeah, but. And it's always great when a shonen anime has a really good story, but like I'm not there for story. I'm yeah. there for spectacle. Well, see, and like my my thing is with the spectacle. I liked the spectacle, but like I said, just at some at one point, I was just like, things are, I can't keep up with what's happening. See, and I thought I thought the previous movie was even worse. Was more of what you're saying you didn't like or you don't like about this one. I don't know why, but like I did like it. Maybe because it was interesting how um, Deku gave his power. Mm-hmm. to bakugo and like i thought that was really interesting um but i think there was a point where like i couldn't keep up with deku hitting fleck turn and like him bouncing the power yeah. back like i couldn't quite 
always see that he was bouncing it back, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also a couple things in this movie where it was, like, for lack of a better way to put it, bad animation. Like, it had, like, some computer animation that was kind of, oh, like, yeah. old school. But, again... It was like the Cave of Wonders in Aladdin. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, but it... That's not anything to, like, don't see this movie yeah. because... It, no, if you like my hero, you will love this movie. Um, and because we haven't seen the new season yeah. yet, um, there was, like, some costumes that we didn't recognize. Yeah, it, they could have been just for um, the movie. But yeah, but overall, the, the story in general didn't seem like... They it didn't really... seem like it was out that far out of uh, time from where we left off. No. With what we have. No. But yeah, it was... Uh, Really it was good. really good. I, I really like, I will say back to the story, like I found it really interesting. My, one of the things I found most interesting was that the main guy who runs Humorize and a lot of the people, like you said, are, have quirks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what kind of self-hatred do you have to have for yourself in order to join an organization yeah. that is against you? Mm-hmm. Oh, and that one, um, the one villain who was like, uh tracking Deku and Rhodey. She could like turn her fingers on her left hand into like a bow and she could shoot arrows from it, but she could also like control the yeah. arrows in flight. She was fucking rad. She was really cool. I kinda wish we had gotten more time. Yeah, I thought she was gonna make a comeback at some point. Yeah, me too. I was kind of disappointed with that, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. There's some sometimes they toss a villain in there that's like a a random villain that you don't see very much and you're like, wait, 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 bring her back or yeah. bring him back, you know? But anyway. it makes me really excited for the next season once it gets dubbed and we mm-hmm. watch it. Yeah. So I think that's it. I think so. Hopefully next week we'll have a little bit more. And we still got a full show. All right. Well, because we went on about matters. Paper Girls and My Hero a good bit. So yeah, cool. Okay. So uh, thanks for listening. Feel free to leave us feedback if you'd like. We would love it. Yeah. And not just like, you know, reviews on whatever podcast system you're using, even if it was just like, you know, something on Twitter or Instagram or something, you know, it'd be great to know that people are enjoying this. Yeah. I mean, we're going to keep doing it regardless. I was going to say, we're going to keep doing it regardless, but we'd, we'd love it. Because we just like to hear ourselves talk. (laughs) That's true. We do listen to the podcast ourselves. Well, I do it because I have to edit. And I do it because I have to make sure it gets up. She double checks my work. I do. Okay, so I guess we'll see you next time for your regularly scheduled programming. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.